Today's episode of Hear That Podcast Ground is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think Bengals tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find the answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting, buy in two taps. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play, work that clock to your advantage, and score last minute tickets. edition of the walkout on hear that podcast growling paul daner jr jay morrison of the athletic here with you after the latest spiral into Bengals hell we we are reaching like special levels of futility now though this is that fun point of the year you've got the midway point where we can really start digging into the historical stats and i don't think i've ever dug into stats and come up with Stuff that made me have to reference the leather helmet and pre-face mask era. And teams that you don't even know who they are. Yeah. You're seeing the, the initials for a team, you're like, wait, who the hell is that? BDA showed up. <laughs> BDA, the Brooklyn Dodgers football club, made an appearance uh, in, in the futility stats I was looking, which I can't even believe. Uh, Bengals lose again, 0-7. Andy Dalton with a fourth quarter meltdown. 27-17 is the final. Um, it's bad in every way, shape, or Mixon and Bernard, 14 carries for two total yards. That's unreal. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that is unreal. Like We've said it how many times. This this offensive line wasn't that good last year, and Mixon led the AFC in rushing, and they, yes. they just cannot get anything whatsoever. That, and... There, there's plays where guys are waiting on him in the backfield. There was a play where Andy turned to his right. Joe went to the left. They're just totally on the wrong page. It's starting to show up. You're starting to see some uh, some bad body language on the sideline. I mean, Andy Dalton had, what, 33 rushing yards? And yeah. They had 33. They had 33 rushing yards. He, that was yeah. it. It was his. That It was all Andy Dalton. And the fourth quarter troubles were all – you can't say all Andy Dalton – but, I mean, three interceptions in the fourth quarter. First time in his career he's thrown three interceptions in any quarter. And, and this was a fourth quarter that they were leading in when the, when, when the quarter started. I mean, they were right there. Fourth time this year they've had a lead or tied in the fourth quarter. Still looking for that first win. Uh, I mean, the screen to no one, like – is going to be the first highlight or low light that they show in the like why the Bengals sucked montage at the end of the season. Like the screens and where you just throw it right to the other dude and no one is there and they just run for the pick six. It's just it was Gus Ferrat with the left hand. Yeah. It was I mean it was you know when when Bengals talked about their worst case scenario and their worst fears in letting Marvin Lewis go, being, well, you don't want to see what it looked like before him. It didn't take long. It 
took only a few games, really. This season, maybe it gets better down the road. Maybe this is some sort of, like, uh, building of, uh, you know, that's happening underneath the surface type thing. But what we are seeing above the surface, what we are seeing on the field is absolutely straight out of the lost decade playbook. It is just a disaster right now. I mean, that, that play really kind of summed up what's going on because you, you look at it and it looks like he threw a pass straight to the Jaguar player. I, tough last name. I'm not even going to try to pronounce <laughs> Yannick. it. Yeah, Yannick. We'll call him by his first name. Uh, but when you look at what really happened on that, you've got Giovanni Bernard trying to leak out for the screen and running into John Jerry. The Bengals literally cannot get out of their own way. You know, if he gets out there... It's not a pick six, but it's still it's not going anywhere. That that play was not no. there at all. Um, the the interception that was his second of three interceptions. The interception before that, they are down in the red zone, about to tie the game, and it's they they had already converted what a third and fifteen mm-hmm. and a third and twelve and a third and three. They're marching right down, and you're thinking, hey, maybe today's the day. And then on first down, the the Jaguars have a linebacker covering Tyler Boyd. And a very good linebacker. Yeah. But they've got a linebacker on Tyler Boyd. Dalton tries to hit him. He's not accurate. Misses him a little bit too much inside. Miles Jack makes a great pick. And it, it was basically over after that. The Jaguars went right down, scored, got a two-point conversion. And uh, wait, wait, I'm a little confused. Were they leading it? And I think the Bengals, the, the, the Bengals were going in for a tie yes. at that yeah, point. Yeah, they were down 17-10. Yeah. Yeah, and then because right after that was the just – Total give up meltdown pick. Yeah, they got to stop, got the ball yeah. back, and then was the pick six where it all. Yeah, it's, it's all. I mean, regardless, it was all downhill, and it's it's ugly at this point. So, so the rushing future. You can read my story. I do my best to explain it. It's it's so almost hard to explain the historical ineptitude because the Bengals pace. They're on pace. I I, I had to like check my math like eight times because it was so far off. Like they're on pace to only have 850 total rushing yards for the season, right? For the season. Okay. Now, there is that is so far below anything we've seen since the merger. It's almost 200 yards lower than anything we've seen since the merger. Like everything's over a thousand. Well, there was a team in the 60s uh, that had 960 some in 14 games, right? Yeah. So I'm we're I'm leaving the 14 game stuff in there. 850. Hundreds lower than anybody else, right? That that's crazy enough. Like that's asinine enough. That will kill your team. On the other side, they are on pace to have the third most rushing yards allowed in a single season in the NFL since the face mask era, since the early 50s, <laughs> since the abolishment of the leather helmet in 1949. Like they are third worst. And then the worst on this current pace, 2,174 yards would be their paced differential between rushing yards allowed and rushing yards gained. That differential would be more than any franchise's best and worst seasons. Like, they could be different errors, whatever. Best and worst of any franchise ever. And the Bengals are doing it in the same season if theoretically, if this can, I mean, you just can't win like this. Like you can't, no. everything about it, you're getting dominated at the point of attack is what that, first of all, what that says. You can't tackle, you can't chase, and you certainly can't block. 
When you're losing, when you're not just losing, when you're getting a bomb, just just crushed inside the, the trenches, you have no shot. And it forces your quarterback to do things that he can't do, and he looks bad doing them, and your defense to do things that they can't do, and they look bad doing them, and you're 0-7, and you're on the bullet train for Miami and the uh, tank for 2-0 or blow for Burrow Bull or whatever we're calling it now. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, the, you're you're writing this story and you're like digging up these numbers, and I'm just like, because I love that kind of stuff. I love digging into those kind of things, and it's it's just unreal. And it is today was uh, 215 yards, so that they they avoided NFL history. If they'd have given up 250, they'd have been the first team in history to do it in three straight games. So they did avoid that, but by giving up 215 in three straight games, first time the Bengals have done that since 1969. Yeah. And like you talked about, the, the bad running it and bad against the run, like if you're really good in some other areas, you could maybe mask one of those. Yeah. But to be, be be bad in both of those, I don't care how great you are at everything else. There's like you, you just can't win. There's they have no shot whatsoever, and it's not. You, you just can't. It, it doesn't seem like it's anything that can get fixed. It's not. It's totally unfixable. It's totally unfixable until you get an offseason, which is why. You know, we're going to continue to hammer until the trade deadline. Like they, they just have to figure out who they feel like the pro- the biggest problems are that they can get rid of, veterans that you can flip, whatever you can get, get for anything. them. Anything. You, ha- you just have to. It's, it's, it is malpractice if you don't do something. You know what? Eifert, you know, is, is a great – that's fine, whatever. But teams need tight ends. He's probably not coming back next year. You're not using him anyway. They didn't yeah. target a tight end until the fourth quarter. It's the only healthy, seasoned position group on their team. And not until a quick two-yard out to Drew Sample in the fourth quarter and then one little chippy to Eifert. And after that, did they even target a tight end? So if you're not going to use him, and you know he's not going to be back next year probably – He's still healthy. Trade him for some teams need tight end help everywhere. Seahawks, uh, New Orleans, all over the place. The Raiders are looking for pass rush help. Yeah. Paul Gunther knows Carlos Dunlap. Maybe there's a match there. Whatever. And whoever. Geno Atkins maybe. Yeah. To, could go to could go to Oakland if you need pass rush help. I mean, whatever. It, you just have to do something because the only way to start spearheading something that could happen for 2020 is to play younger guys. And learn what you got there and get as many assets for next year as you can. We've been saying this for a while, and you can try to – you can make arguments one way or the other. They're just so bad that there's really no other choice. You say if, if they trade a tight end, you, you say, well, then they won't be able to – they won't be able to block. They won't be able to run the ball. Well, they can't run the they ball anyhow. <laughs> they can't do it anymore. Then you trade your pass rushers, and you say, well, they're not going to be able to rush the quarterback. You're not rushing the quarterback anyhow, so yeah. what do you have to lose? It's it's 0-7. Like, no, I don't care who you are. No one in their right mind thinks they can run the table and win nine games. I mean, the season's over. It's win the, one game. Yeah. So what are you playing for? It's You have to start looking at – not just making the team better next year, but it almost feels like you got to start looking at some of these guys that, that could possibly help you next year. And I, I'm talking specifically about Ryan Finley. At what point yeah. do we see him? I mean, I thought after the third interception, they would stick him in there. Like, do you really want to put Andy in there? For, if They're going to be teeing off on you. He's yeah. been getting killed all year. With the, the prospect of throwing four interceptions in a quarter – I mean, I don't think that's that's not something that's going to kill Andy's confidence, but it's certainly not something you want to have happen. Well, I mean, he said after the game he doesn't – the quote was he doesn't want to talk about that right now. Right now. Right now. And 
you have to think at some point that does come into play. You know, it's people want to play the like pie chart of percentage blame sometimes on with this offense right now. How much is on Dalton? How much is the fact that he has no run game? How much is the fact that they can't block? How much is the fact that he's working in a box because nobody's out there has the speed to stretch anything? It, I'm sure it's some percentage of everything, but Dalton has not been good no. and. You know, he's clearly not part of your future anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you're bringing him back when you have a top, you have a one or two pick. You can draft a Tua or uh, or Burrow or Herbert, whatever you want, whatever direction they end up going. That's what they're going to do. Like, that's as clear and obvious uh, as the final scores have been. I mean, that's the direction it's going. So you do want to know more about Ryan Finley. Maybe you get, maybe you find something in Ryan Finley. Maybe and you could give you some options to do other things. Um, but we probably don't need to see any more of Andy Dalton. Like it's it's what you know. I, I, you don't want to do that to a guy that with. But at some point, everybody has to have it done to him. Yeah, and I mean, it, what what really are you doing to him? It's just going to get worse. He's just going to get the yeah. tar beat out of him all year. And I know he doesn't want to go to the bench, and it it's a bad look. Nobody from the pride standpoint, nobody wants to get benched. But it just it, it seems like maybe after the bye, that's that's the direction they need to go where it ends up at some point I do I will say I'm now of the mind that I do think at some point Andy will either get hurt or they will just bench him just to see what comes next I mean I think everything to me is just like okay we'll just wait and see what they do at the deadline but the bottom line is you know the the problem is of them doing what they traditionally have done as a franchise, and that's sit on their hands. Are they going to be progressive? Are they going to make moves to say, okay, we have pinpointed who we feel like is buying into our new culture and who we feel like isn't buying in. Maybe we need to pick out those guys that we don't think are buying in and get whatever we can get for them. You need to start that process now. The idea of waiting to the offseason is stupid. It's like you just – you need that you need to understand or you're just all you're doing is delaying the speed of your of getting back into it because you know next year is probably out of the question you screw it up you're probably putting the next year after that out of the question you know even as quickly as you can turn things around in the NFL you've got to be quick i was talking to Brian Callahan this week and asking if there's any similarities to Oakland Last year, he was in Oakland. He was a quarterback's coach in Oakland last year, and they were just, you know, they traded Carlio Mack, and they traded Amari Cooper, and they did. He's like, it's it's striking some of the first similarities. Year first. Yeah, first I mean, year. Veteran, but first, but first year. year but first year with the organization looking to establish his own thing. And he said he's that's why he's not surprised at all that because that they're winning a little bit more this year because they did hit the kickstart button. They did get aggressive with the roster, and they did feel like, they used a bad situation last year to kind of figure out who was on board and who wasn't. And you know what? You've got until the 29th to figure that out and and see what you can get for them. And, and maybe that would be um, a real message to the rest of the locker room of, of what this thing needs to look like. And if, if you're not on board, you need to go. Um, because right now, it's real easy to get off board. The question there is, like, when Marvin was here, he could go to the front office and say, I need this, we have to do this, and it carried more weight because of how long he'd been around. I wonder if how much cachet Zach's going to have when he goes to the front office and say, look, these, these guys are not buying in, they're the problems, these are the guys we need to get rid of. It's it's guys that this organization's paying money, and yeah. they may not want to get rid of them. I, I don't, they hired Zach for a reason. They obviously believe in him, but are they going to give a young coach like that are they, are they going to 
do what he says eight weeks into his tenure. I don't know how you look at anything that's happening on the field in front of you and say, yeah, don't blow this up. You know, like it doesn't, it just shouldn't, it shouldn't even matter. Like there's, you, you need, there's just no other scenario out there. Like that's just what you have to look at it that way. And to sit on your hands would be the worst thing that you could possibly do. Maybe they do. Yeah, know. you know how this organization works. They yes. they say, oh, as soon as we get AJ Green back, that's yeah. gonna make everything different. And, and we want to win some games and... at the end to establish. That's where our real momentum will come from. Is this winning some games at the end? We want to trade away our good players. You know what I mean? And uh, well, those good players aren't winning anything for you right now. So perhaps you need to just start thinking about other directions to go. We shall see. It will be an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, as we lead up to that, keep an eye on Tuesday. That is apparently that's typically trade day where you have that one off day in this slate. That's where all the trades went down last year, and so it could it could be this Tuesday. It could be the Tuesday after that, which is the actual deadline. We will keep an eye on that. Until then, the Bengals are a complete train wreck, and I, and we can't take our eyes off of them. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, oh, it must be terrible. I'm like, it is honestly, it's comical at this point. It's totally comical to, to to watch this this unfold anymore because they're not trying to tank. No, they're not. <laughs> and and it, not to be flipped, because you say it's comical and it's comical for us. I mean, I know people invest a lot of passion and money and and being fans, so we're yeah. not we're not trying to dismiss you guys, but for us for our job, it's just you have to laugh. Really, you you do. It's it's really entertaining to just watch. It all implode. It's it, it's some it's so much better than win one, lose two, win one, lose three. There's when when you can dig into history and find leather helmets and Brooklyn Dodgers <laughs> and it, it it makes it interesting. I will just continue to point out this is what Bengals fans have been asking for. Yes. They were sick of the middle ground and the mediocrity that comes with that. You needed to do this is this is what it, this is what you needed to go through if you ever wanted to get a new quarterback and the new system and and maybe change things a little bit. The question is will they ever dig out of it? We don't know. Who who has yeah. Who who has the, the faith that that'll happen? Hey, more uplifting. Hear that podcast <laughs> growling chatter. We are here for you. We just we have got nothing but uplifting times. Uh, next week, though, international. Yes. Watching this crap on Watching a different this continent. Crap on a different continent. Let's spread the wealth. That's right. Tea and crumpets and rushing yards. That's what it's going to be all about uh, in London. So next Sunday we will uh, be shipping uh, shipping you the. Hear that podcast growling walkout from Wembley Stadium next week. Looking forward to that. Should be fun. You're going to be sticking around. I'll be here uh, manning the storm. As Making a, sure the fax machine works. <laughs> somebody somebody kick the tires on the fax machine in Mike Brown's office right now. Okay. Uh, all right. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back uh, with the uh, main podcast uh, on Tuesday with uh, more fun snippets uh read uh, my story which is up on sort of joe mixon frustration no commenting me uh and the rushing stats that are just too unbelievable uh to even think about uh jay with diving into andy dalton the meltdown and where they go from there on that side of things all of that's there for you on the athletic um and uh plenty more coming this week so thanks everybody for listening we will talk to you next time